and you'll know. You'll know if the energy is centered in your head or your heart and you want it down here in your heart. And if you find yourself in your head and you're like thinking about what you're writing, pause, meditate a little bit more, and then just come back to pen to paper and it's wild, like your soul will, will answer. Welcome to Let's Thrive the Podcast, a place for holistic storytelling with none of the BS and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and my mission is to interview guests that inspire, educate, and empower you to live your best life. In these stories, you'll see a part of your own journey reflected in theirs and learn to grow from it. And with that said, let's thrive. Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and thank you. Thank you so much for taking time to listen today. Whether you're here as an OG or new from Lindsay, today's guest, it's a pleasure to have you. I know there are 101 other podcasts for you to listen to, so I really appreciate you choosing this one. And speaking of Lindsay as today's guest, let's jump right in. Today, we are talking about all things personal growth and intuition. I'm so excited. And it's actually a neat full circle moment because in May, I was on the Almost 30 podcast. Krista and Lindsay were so gracious, invited me on to share a bit of my story because fundamentally, everything that I have in my life right now, this This world I've built for myself with my brand and my business to come and my health journey, all of it started with a single podcast and that was Almost 30. Lindsay is the co-founder and CEO of Almost 30 alongside Krista and they've just both taught me so much through their podcast and I've been, you know, able to meet them in person and just overall they have, they've really led me to my intuition starting with that first time I listened to the podcast. It was just a about a month before I was heading off to college in 2018, and it was my first time listening to my intuition and that that gut feeling to leave college. And then since then, let's just say some absolutely crazy shit has happened from me being able to tune in and listen and follow my intuition. Uh, a few little examples would be just knowing that my liver was causing my health issues, which turned out to be chronic hepatitis C, or knowing exactly when podcast guests are going to cancel, and then within 30 minutes to an hour, they send an email actually canceling. Or when I text someone, because I just have this feeling to check in, and lo and behold, they're just about to text me because something has happened. And I'm also very intuitive about relationships. It's kind of weird. But anyway, those are just some small, not too personal examples. And so having this conversation with Lindsay on intuition is just the ultimate occasion. Now I will note there was some background noise coming from Lindsay's end, which is totally okay. It's hardly noticeable, but it kind of sounds, it sounds almost as though it could be coming from you, right? So when you're listening, it's almost like, wait, are my headphones weird? Is there background noise on my end? So just be aware of that. You're fine. It's not your car or your headphones or anything. (laughs) Just a technical difficulty. So the core topics and the core pillars, really, of this conversation do center around personal evolution, I'd say, and then perhaps that inner power, because fundamentally, the conversation is on intuition. 
and inner confidence and self-worth, which all lead, all grow, and all support our own inner power. And so besides that, it's also just a good discussion on how to implement those practices then into your life. Lindsay shares times when her confidence was purely external and how to shift that, or moments when her self-worth depended on career or the people around her, relationships in general, and how this all shifted when she tapped into that inner power, that inner knowing, her intuition. And then we also touch on the impact of hustle culture on our physical and mental well-being and how Lindsay has really had to learn to embrace slow living and really come to love it after all of her years of just hustling and we really dive into that. And in this idea of slow living and following your intuition, Lindsay shares a technique for channeling which allows her to connect and receive guidance from her inner self, her higher power, her intuition. And I just found that part so fascinating, not gonna lie. I want to channel now, I want to try. If anyone else does, let me know how it goes and I'll try to keep you guys posted too. (laughs) And so then to close things up, we do chat a bit on creating moments of magic or just rest or ease in your everyday. Basically just how to prioritize yourself, your well-being in the absolute batshit craziness of life. Because let's be real here. We do not always have time to take an hour to ourselves. Actually, most of us do not have time for that. So this is just a neat little topic conversation on finding those few moments in your day when you can really say, this is me time. So if this episode resonates with you, let us know. I personally feel like there's lots of tangible uh, actions that you can take from this or thought-provoking parts that you can ponder on, maybe journal on. And so let us know if something resonated with you if you take action from this we just we'd love to hear and i especially would just really love to connect you can find Lindsay on social at Lindsay simic and at almost 30 podcast and obviously go listen to almost 30 it is my go-to every week podcast i love it and i'm on instagram at emily feichels and at let's thrive podcast thank you for listening don't forget subscribe rate or review if you love the show And without further ado, let's begin. To just kind of start things off on a sort of funny um, side note that I just realized earlier is I was looking over the bios that Tiffany sent for you and Krista, and I had forgotten about your years bartending. And it was just funny because I'm waitressing now and starting to gradually learn behind the scenes of, you know, the bar and drinks and everything. Um... But it's just so funny because I've been really like thinking lately about all the sort of like life lessons, skills that this entire experience of waitressing has taught me. And I'm just curious, like, I know this is so unrelated, but it's just a fun topic to kind of touch on. Like, do you feel as though you learned some just like important overall skills, life lessons from those years, from your time, I guess, bartending? Oh my gosh, like more more than I could have ever imagined. You know, I went into the bar and restaurant business with the intention of just being able to support myself so that I could audition during the day. And I kind of knew even in college, I was like, I have to get a bartending or restaurant job, right? Like that's what actors do. So, you know, it really wasn't like, um, oh God, I have to do this. I was like, this is just what I have to do, right? 
And it's so funny, like I say to this day, that industry really taught me, taught me so much about people, taught me so much about communication, taught me so much about customer service, about serving people, about being compassionate. You really don't know what people are going through. It taught me about how how I am received in every moment. Um, you know, if I was having a bad day and it came off when I was like visiting a table to take their order, I mean, man, oh man, they could feel it, right? So um, yeah, and that's just the beginning. I met so many people during my time there, interesting people um, who, you know, I made it a point, you know, if they were regular customers to get to know them and I would just learn so much about them and the world and ultimately many of those people became um, just like influences in my life, whether it's like connecting me to another person or to an opportunity or connecting me to a resource or maybe a book or, you know, something to learn from. I just it is truly endless. So, you know, my, not that you're asking, but my advice for you, like while you're exploring this industry is just like be so open-hearted and open-minded because they are, there are gifts for you around every single corner. You know, you never know who you're going to be serving and, and you never know who, and this sounds so cheesy, but it's like really true. Like you never know whose day you could make. Mm Mm-hmm. You know oh, what I mean? 100%. Like, yeah, it's so true. Like if I'm in a restaurant, like bless COVID times, can't really do that right now. But, you know, when I'm in a restaurant and, and if I have a waiter or waitress or, um, or, you know, server that um, just is so light and kind and maybe funny and asks endearing questions, it's like, oh, that'd be my day, you know? Oh, a hundred percent. And, you know, another thing I'd been thinking on it was in a in a previous episode, something that you and Krista did, or just you, you mentioned this idea of like a life, I think you called it a life review. And yeah, yeah. And it was just so fascinating to really think back, like, as you were explaining in this episode, thinking back on like all the accomplishments or just the things you've done to get to the point where you're at today. And I feel like so many of us, whether it's like these small, you know, part-time jobs we have, or Um, you know, moving somewhere or going through a breakup, like all these things that can seem hard or just small or not, you know, not having an impact in the moment, they truly do kind of like build and prepare us for what's to come and for the future that we're trying to build for ourselves. And I just think that's such a like beautiful representation of it. I was, everything you said about, you know, the skills you picked up during that time, I feel so deeply. And I'm sure others in, you know, even similar work fields can relate where, you learn these things. You just can't learn in an institution, you know, a school, a workplace. Um, it's just like I feel being present to everything going on to pick up those lessons along the way. Yes, yes. It's a true skill. And something I kind of wanted to shift into is that, you know, as you mentioned before, you it was kind of a probably very hustling time of your life. You were auditioning during the day, doing that at night. You eventually became the Soul Cycle instructor. Then almost 30 happened, lots going on there. Do you feel like you're finally at a place in your life where like the art of slow living and the, you know, the practice of just learning to live slow and slow down and be present and grounded is really becoming apparent for you in in this stage of life? Yeah, I think it's like I'm in that moment right now where, you know, Krista and I have been 
building almost 30 for four over four years and yeah it's been go it, it's it's been really successful it's gone so quickly so much happening at one time and throughout the years and I'm at a point now and I think we're both at a point where we're like okay like how do we want to feel moving forward being really clear and intentional how do we want to feel and that's really where our focus is right now because you know do we want to feel peace do we want to feel rested do we want to feel more creative and inspired more often how do we do that how do we reverse engineer from that feeling that desired feeling and design an everyday and a business that helps us to feel that way and we're definitely on our way there i think you know the current times with covid and everything is is really trying it's difficult but i am so so hopeful that on the other side of this there is going to be such peace and flow and rest and space and that doesn't mean we're not going to be quote unquote like doing less or putting out less it's just going to be like doing it differently and you know i really want to change that narrative around having to do it all and having to like hustle 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 because i don't believe that anymore yeah and i feel what you said about it's not about you know just not being busy like you still will be busy life will still be that way but i feel it's about being more mindful or intentional or just present when you're doing it you know like you said tuning into like how are you feeling while you're doing it and um at least for me like that's been probably the biggest mindset shift and then turn in turn physical shift that i've made in regards to that you know (laughs) combating that hustle 24 7 mindset yes yes it's and it's hard because you know social media and i think just kind of like the old way of being is very much structured the to-do list like very linear and i just don't want to discount the parts of me that require rest and space and um just like incubation time you know what i mean like i i don't want to be in i don't want to have the belief any longer that just because i'm not doing anything doesn't mean i'm not creating something right like Mm -hmm. they're they're very different you know a, a week of of just sitting and basically meditating could be could be um contributing to one of the most beautiful things you ever create who knows right and you didn't have to you know make a hundred calls and write a hundred emails like there is something to really turning inward and i know we hear that a lot a lot and it's a little bit overused but i do really believe that like my inner world is like what i what i see reflected back to me so i just want to be mindful of that yeah, it, it almost feels like a sort of confidence, right? Of like confident, you're confident enough in yourself, in your ability, in kind of, you know, when it when it comes to manifestation, just like knowing and being confident and believing that these things will happen. As you said, taking a week to meditate and be still and um, just present could create the best thing ever because it's having that confidence of knowing, you know, something will come of this 
or just confident enough to take that break and really indulge in that, not even indulge, just really take time for that self-care or those yeah. grounded moments. Um, you know, it, it, I don't know, just to me, it feels like that is and takes some self-confidence to do that. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah, you're so right. And that's, that's been one of my greatest, um, lessons is just journeying back to like who I really am has, has just built a whole other, other kind of confidence, right? Like it's this quiet confidence that is felt rather than heard or seen, right? You know, I think sometimes like society and um, even our peers like confuse confidence with braggadocious yeah. and <laughs> almost like flashy being too much and yeah too flashy about about what you've accomplished but um yeah for me it's like the confidence is just such a a deep inner knowing and I and I I love how that feels right like I just feel um unshakable and that doesn't mean I'm not emotional. It doesn't mean like I have my ups and downs, but there's just this unshakable knowing of like who I am and how I feel and that it is, you know, how I feel is that compass, you know, that I'm always going to follow. Yeah, it's, I feel, and I'm curious to hear it too, like just the difference between internal and external confidence values and reversing that mindset and script from, depending on your body or your looks or your, you know, athletic performance, whatever it is to be your set source of confidence, because that's fleeting. Mm -hmm. uh, it changes. But if you could find that inter internal source, I just feel as though it then creates that unshakable feeling because nothing, yeah. you know, nothing is changing that. So for you, like, what are some maybe examples of that internal confidence that you've really stepped into found and um, are really just like owning up to? Yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting. You, talk, you speak to that shift of like, from, you know, going from having confidence in your body and kind of the external, because that was definitely something that I experienced like in my 20s. I was, you know, feeling, you know, proud of my body and kind of like using that as like my, my like, yeah, it's like this human meat suit and I'm just kind of parading around and I, I think anyone who would meet me would have been like, she's confident, right? Like, and, um, which I don't think was a bad thing, but there was a lot of internal, um, confusion that just proved that I really wasn't confident on the inside. And what's changed is that like, oh man, I just, I understand my value now and my value is so much centered in like my voice and what is true for me, what's true in my own heart, right? Like, and really listening to that. My value is in my ability to be really intuitive and perceptive of the people and the moments around me. My value is in, you know, my ability to access my inner child, which is like a whole other internal confidence when you can just tap into that part of you that loves to like skip down the sidewalk or 
play with sidewalk chalk. I don't know, you know, it's like there is this uninhibitedness to my spirit that has given me so much confidence, but that's taken just a lot of of speaking to that part of me, right? Like I think a lot of us spend a lot of time speaking to the external parts of us, like, ugh, my body, ugh, this, ugh, that. And it's like, ooh, my soul knew that like I shouldn't have engaged in that relationship and and look now like I'm seeing I'm seeing that person and and it is so clear that I shouldn't have been in that relationship and my soul knew that right and so um yeah it's it's really beautiful and it just takes time right like it's so hard in this day and age social media is so such a powerful way for people to lose themselves and so you know my number one tip for myself is like disconnect as much as possible remember who you are literally talk to your soul and we can go into that but yeah it's it's i i just agree with you i love that shift from external to internal i'll just say you know from personal when you tap into that intuition and you start making those decisions from that you know place of your soul and just really following that guidance there's just no better feeling, right? Like when you follow that tug, that pull, and then it works out or something happens and it's like, yeah, like I did it, you know, I knew it, I trusted it. And it's just like any other muscle, the more you do it, the more comfortable it gets. And um, it's exciting. You know, it's almost kind of like playing with it. Like you said, I know you're big on that. Like just letting like your inner child play and, you know, whether that's through singing or creating, drawing, um, or even in that sense, just like playing with that intuition of like talking to it, right? Like, is this, is, you know, what are you trying to say to me? Like just listening and talking and um, just being open to, yeah, like what, what can your intuition tell you? Where can it guide you? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, um, what I'll do often is, is channel, um, like written channeling and we can all do it. It's, you know, something we can all do. Um, but what I'll do is, is get into a meditative state. So I might meditate for like 10 minutes. I love to listen to like binaural beats, not, you know, like, um, uh, the resonance of like the earth's vibration or like even higher resonances. And, um, it's just really soothing. And so I'll meditate and then I'll have a pen and paper ready. And when I'm still like in that lucid meditative state I'll ask a question of my soul and I'll just say you know I can be specific or general whatever and I'll write that question down and then I just put pen to paper and I just start writing zero judgment no stopping like keep writing and you'll know you'll know if the energy is centered in your head or your heart and you want it down here in your heart and if you find yourself in your head and you're like thinking about what you're writing pause meditate a little bit more and then just come back to pen to paper and it's wild like your soul will, will answer you're like i don't know how else to describe it it's just like i'll look at what i've written afterwards and be like who wrote that and she's there all along right so that's one way that i just really love to connect to my soul and you know it's not always it's not always easy i guess i would also say you know it's not always the easy way um, because I think the easy way sometimes is to give into the ego, um, give into our head, you know, whatever it's saying to us that day. 
And it, it does take work to really practice being present to what our soul wants. And it takes following those, those little pings and, you know, having that compound over time to really then trust the soul over trusting the ego. Yes. Yes. That like that internal trust. And I love, um, I've never tried, you know, channeling or anything like that, but hearing just so many people speak on it lately, it's just so fascinating to me. And I feel like it is one of those things, as you said, it wouldn't be easy. Maybe the, you know, the first few times I'd, you know, you might feel it in that headspace, but to eventually get to that place where you could just channel, you know, from your soul, from your heart space, mm-hmm. I can't imagine like how powerful that feels right to literally be like a conduit for this message. Mm-hmm. And, um, especially when it's a question that you're asking, like it's, it's that beautiful bit of, you know, and we can go into this, but I wanted to ask you about just this balance between like speaking and listening and, you know, more so in re- relationships in life but I feel like also in this sense where you need to know like when can you ask for guidance when to speak up and then when to listen to what's coming through and you know channeling is a prime example of that but when it comes to the relationships in our life whether that's romantic work-related friendships um even the relationship to ourselves, I suppose like what's kind of your experience your thoughts on this idea of finding that balance, that push and pull between speaking and listening and knowing when to use your voice and knowing when to, when to just be quiet and listen and take in what's coming at you. Yeah. I love that question. And I'm, I'm still learning what that, what that is. Right. I, I think, you know, for me, there are so many moments that have passed where I wish I said something in the moment spoke my truth and so knowing what those moments feel like and anyone listening can kind of relate this I'm sure where you're like it's almost it's like your your mouth is sewn shut and you have just kind of like this really fiery energy that's like in your heart and it's trying to travel up your throat but you just can't say anything right and so much of it is is childhood programming for me where I felt like I had to be polite. I had to be a good girl. I couldn't make other people feel bad. And so, so often that's what stops me. But what I have to remember and what we all have to remember is that when we speak our truth from a heart-centered place to anyone, it will serve the moment it will serve them it will serve you it might not be easy to hear right but i i think it's a gift when someone that i care about can speak up and say to me like hey what you just said was really hurtful and i'll be like oh my god what and then we can have a conversation right and i think you know from a heart-centered place, inviting people into conversation right now is so important. And we do that by just like speaking from our hearts. I feel like I said heart 85 times, but it's true. Like, you know, if you're saying something just to be heard, period, not sure it's going to land. But 
there is a way to speak up with with powerful intention that I think is so good for your soul. Your soul like, yes, yes, yes. And then there are moments where I just feel like the ultimate sponge. I'm like, I don't need to say anything right now. I don't need to be heard because the the volume is actually happening internally. I'm taking in everything. I'm being an observer. And we, we can't discount the the communication via energy that's happening. So it might not be with, with words and our voices, but it might be with energy. And that is just as if not more important or powerful in those moments. And it's also just a cool thing to to foster is that like energy alchemy. Yes. Oh, I love that. And I, I think that's something especially like, for instance, with friendships, you know, there's so often times when friend comes to me and that initial response reaction is to just speak, right? Like they, they need to get something off their chest and Mm -hmm. rather than just kind of being and listening and maybe trying to have that energy of like openness in and and just you know like a safe place for them uh you know sometimes rather than do that we just get this you know impulse almost i feel to just speak right and and insert our advice or our opinion um or anything like that and i found lately that if i go into a situation like that and i like you said it's it's something that can take practice but that energy alchemy i love that term Um, of just being like open and safe. I mean, that person that's speaking to you, like they'll just go on, you know, and it's like, they just get it out. And if you can just Mm -hmm. listen and be that safe place for them. um, I just think it's such a beautiful like exchange to go on and, and it makes you feel better too. Right. Because you're not like getting all fired up over nothing or any of those kind of surface level emotions that can come up in an instance like that. Um, So I love that, that term of energy alchemy. I think that's a, beautiful way to look at it is thinking of that when you go into these, you know, communicative times with people in your life then. Mm-hmm. And so then just like shifting gears a bit when it does come to relationships and once more, whether that's with work, friendship, romantic, family, mm-hmm. any sort of relationships in life, um, just like how have you found your sense of self-worth, self-value, like have you ever experienced, I suppose, that shifting where maybe it's in a friendship or a romantic relationship and when you're around this other person, you just feel, maybe you don't feel at the time, but there's a subtle shift, right, of you kind of dim your shine or you just, you kind of change and adapt to be around this specific person. Have you ever experienced that before? And if so, like, when did you realize that that was happening, that you were slightly changing, shifting to be almost accommodating to this other person? Yeah. I mean, so much in my life. It's crazy. I'm, I really, my Libra, my rising is in Libra. So I love balance, love me some balance. So when I'm in situations with people, I tend to go in, feel the energy, and then balance it. So if there is someone who has a really um, loud, intense, vibrant personality, 
I usually like let them have that spotlight and then I balance it, right? So I'm more like the listener and or I'm just not as vibrant. Um, and then vice versa can happen. Like I am quite normally like animated and bright and, you know, silly. But I do notice myself like chameleon in so many situations and to be honest like it's been heartbreaking at times because I'm like oh I feel like I can't be myself but I have to balance this energy or I just feel like I can't be myself around this person because I don't feel really safe not literally safe but just kind of energetically safe to like let go and be myself and that would happen so much in previous romantic relationships that I had where I would just kind of like take the temperature of the situation and be what they wanted right like let me be what you need and I didn't realize but that was really not serving any of those relationships and it was actually confusing those people like subconsciously confusing them as to like who the heck is this girl why is she like morphing into every like in every little corner and whatever I need I'm like what so in my um relationship now my romantic relationship now healthiest relationship I've ever been in my life um I'm able to be like all parts of me right like you know he calls me super dynamic but I'm just like I'm just being all parts of me um because I'll have days where I'm like really emotional and super dramatic and yeah just feeling all the feels there are some days that I'm like a monk you know and kind of like sensei to every situation um and there are some days that I'm like super like maternal and like nesting and doing all like the you know wifey things and I love all those parts of myself right and so does he and I think it's just really helped me to love love myself more deeply in a relationship because he holds a safe space for for me to be all of those things and I'm no longer afraid that he's gonna leave me if I show him like ugly parts of me you know that I was always afraid that if I was still in process when I entered into a relationship that it would just be messy and he's proven that that's not true he's proven that like he wants to be in process with me and like support me and vice versa so it's been so so healing but for anyone that feels like you know they're in relationships or situations where they can't be themselves and they dim their shine um, I would just remind you that you might feel like you have to but it's actually doing a major disservice to the moment and to your relationship and to the other person and obviously most importantly you but to that other person too because they're not receiving you you know, and you owe it to them to show up as you because they're the, they're here on earth to be learning their own lessons and like you might be a part of a lesson. And so if I'm going to show up and, 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 and be super emotional, like with my partner one day, he might be learning how to hold that space for me and to be softer and to communicate with me in times like that like that might be a lesson that he has right so let's not rob the people that we love of the lessons and the moments that they're here to experience you know please be yourself
Oh, yes, I love that. And what it immediately had me thinking of is, as you said, like, don't rob those moments from them. It's almost like not taking control of a situation. I mean, I think it's something so many of us face is A, that people-pleasing tendency, which is what this basically is, right? Like you just want to please the people you're around. And um, we're taught that once more from a very young age. And then also it is, I feel, in a sense, trying to control the situation because, you know, you if you're adjusting yourself to like best suit the situation, like that's giving you a sense of control over it all, right? Like you're not just going in there as this emotional train wreck, so to speak, you know, you, you're going in as this different person. And, um, and that's just not, like you said, it's just not fair, right? If you're going into a friendship relationship, whatever it be, um, to, to kind of like take that ball in your court, like you've got to, got to keep the playing field level and, show if you show up as yourself that's you know it's opening the door for that other person to then be receptive and to learn from that and to be them you know their selves too so oh i love that um that concept of just not robbing it from them as well mm-hmm. yeah so then as you mentioned just for anyone that's really wanting to like just I feel like the core focus of this episode and everything we've been discussing is there's like this underlying cause of just that self-worth that self-love that self you know confidence and really just coming back to you know ultimately like that power like we all have you know um it's just something we all have and not all of us get to tap into it or tune into it but we can if it's there and so for anyone that's just on this journey of you know, self-growth and self-discovery more to, like, so to speak, what advice would you give them? Like just what's one thing that's coming to your mind now or recently that you would just want people to know and to think about and to carry with them as they, you know, as they evolve as a, as a human they are. Yeah. I think the first thing that comes to mind, like very simply is, is just looking at their everyday. And I want to make sure people are doing doing what they love the majority of the time i think that we back ourselves into corners and feel like there's no way out into like a a field of joy and so and you know what like i will say too that sometimes it feels shameful sometimes i feel guilty when i'm feeling like fulfilled and joyful and I'm having fun and I'm relaxed like anyone else feel that way like there is this weird programming around bliss you know and that like you have to earn it and da 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 and it has to look like this and and I just I just want to encourage people and give people people permission to be doing more of what they love to do being with people that they love you know filling their minds and hearts with information that they're interested about learning from teachers and experts or becoming a teacher and an expert like whatever fills you up like do more of that and it sounds really simple and it sounds very privileged truly and i i understand that that is a statement of privilege but I do think in our own ways, anyone can look at their their day and in big and small ways, just infuse what they do with more intention and joy. And for me, 
that has been the foundation of my confidence. Because if I'm if I'm swimming throughout my day and I am not lit up, if I am doing things that make me feel insecure, that make me feel miserable or uninspired, I cannot show up confidently. Period. The end to any relationship or situation. So I just encourage people to to look at their day and and take take moments take you know what is your what does your morning look like maybe someone's morning right now looks like waking up last minute having that alarm go off rushing to get ready for work um not having time to make something nourishing for breakfast and they rush into work they don't have time to prepare for their first meeting whatever like let's look at that part of the day how can we design that part of our day so that we are feeling more, at least this is my wish, more peace, more inspired, more present, more confident? So that might look like going to bed a little bit earlier and waking up earlier in the morning, having time to yourself, 30 minutes to take a walk, maybe put on music you love and dance around, or maybe make like a breakfast you really are pumped about. Or maybe it's writing down, you know, your intentions for the day. Or maybe it's brain dumping and getting rid of any thoughts that you feel like are weighing you down and holding you back. Like design it however you want. But you are in control to your point. Like you are in control. So let's take control. That adds to your confidence too. Let's take control of of more moments in our day and not give it give other things power that really don't have the power. Yes. Oh, I love that. And, you know, as you said in the beginning, it can, this idea of bliss and everything, like it can be seen as a privilege or anything like that. And in some senses, sure, it can be. I think, you know, it depends on how you structure it. But as you were just saying, like, there's, there's no excuse for not finding ways to infuse an already busy schedule with at least, as you said, like a moment or so of intention or gratitude or joy. I mean, there is a commute that you could fill with a podcast or music. I'm sure, you know, there's a couple extra minutes as you're doing your hair, makeup, getting dressed, you could dance around to music. There's always, there's always time. Like there's always time if you really analyze and look at it. Um, and just figure out how to, yeah, you know, you don't have to carve out a whole new chunk for something, but you can infuse those feelings of gratitude, joy, peace, whatever the emotions are into an already existing time slot, you know, even if it's already consumed by something else, um, you can make it happen. And I think that is like a big key to feeling confident, fulfilled, um, all those things with life, because without them, you know, it's, it's just a cycle. You're just going from one thing to the next, uh, You've got to add a little bit of magic, I suppose, to to each day that you can. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on and having this um, just very expansive conversation. Lots of things that I hadn't gotten to talk about yet with uh, the listeners. So thank you. And where can they find you, follow along, just learn more from you and Krista with the podcast? Yeah, well, I first want to just say I'm so proud of you and... <laughs> No, truly, I think you are just made for not only podcasting, but for just, you know, 
being someone that people look to as as they're moving through moving through their life and you're you just share so honestly openly and in just such a beautiful way so i i really honor you and um yeah almost 30 is our podcast and you can listen anywhere you can listen to podcasts um follow us on instagram almost 30 podcast i am at Lindsay simsick s-i-m-c-i-k on instagram um yeah i'm i'm active on there and love to to chat with you all through dms um and yeah i'm just i'm so grateful and just want to remind everyone we're we're so in process and that's the point you know what i mean i don't know if we ever really get there so let's start like really having a good ass time doing this you know what i mean mm-hmm. um yeah i'm I'm here. Krista's here. We're here to support you. I hope you guys took away as much from this episode as I did. I just love the topic of intuition and personal growth, personal power, connecting to that really, you know, deep inner self that we all have. So let us know what resonated, what you're taking away from this conversation. You can find us both on Instagram linked below, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.